0: hi welcome to eating too much with tiff and mandy we are two
1: former mouthed shit Fuck. <laughs> just keep going god damn it this it's is today. the day we are too lo- <laughs> we no longer have mouths we are too lonely mouthed <laughs> former chefs who love and sometimes struggle with food and life and words <laughs> oh my god
0: Oh, oh, that just <laughs> sums up the day in a in a sentence, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes. Well, yeah, and we'll see if this even records. Sorry, knocking it uh, again. Okay, I'm not going again. again. Okay, let's stop saying that. I know. It's like I'm one of those people that I want to like say the worst thing first, so then when it happens, I'm like, I don't know. I get some award You're just managing for being your psychic. expectations. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, before we started recording, I was just going on and on about how I'm having the grumpiest day I've had in a really long time. Like it actually feels hormonal and I'm not like a PMS person normally. I am about to start my cycle, so it makes sense. And maybe that really is all it is. But I feel like I just, I want to zip off my skin and throw it across the room at my family. (laughs) And, That's and I was just, visual. and I was just telling Tiffany. So I, I woke That's up wild. the first thing I woke up and the first thing I do is I leave my room and I immediately smell poop.
0: Oh and no. Like,
1: and so I go into Ian's room and there's just a giant pile of dog poop in his bedroom. And it's just like, he closed the door. Like it doesn't exist. I mean, this kid had been up for like at least an hour. What? So, yeah. So I guess he just thought if he closed the door, it would just go away or something. So I was just immediate. I was annoyed. I was annoyed <sighs> at him. I was annoyed at Evan for not noticing. You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm having a lot of moments today where I'm like, I'm the only girl in this house. And I'm like, am I the only one that has nostrils that work? Am I the only one that they're that both it
0: just. That there's a pile of shit on the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're both just so whatever they're doing, they're just doing that. And then I'm sort of the other extreme where, like, I'm doing something, but I'm thinking about 25 other things at the same time. So I'm, like, hyper-vigilant, and then they're, like, hyper-checked Hi- out.
0: Hypo-vigilant. Hypo. hypo. <laughs> there you go. That's, there you go. That's, that's a word now. Oh, I'm sorry. A that's pile fine. of shit is never the best thing to wake up to. I know. To. I think Rocky
1: either ate something or he's got some kind of a virus because this has been going on.
0: He actually pooped in
1: there twice. And so after the first time, we were like, okay, Ian, they need to be in the crate because something's going on. Mm -hmm. And so then he's like, well, what if I have the crate in my room? And so that worked. But then last night, he quote unquote forgot. He really just wanted to snuggle the dogs. Yeah. And so, but Rocky last night was farting up a storm. So I knew. Oh, buddy. I "I know. I was like, okay, I think it's Rocky. I think Rocky's got a little something. Oh, because when you find
0: a poop, you can't tell who it is. Nope. Never can tell. Fortunately, there's a big enough difference between the foods that, that our girls oh, eat that I can pretty yeah. much tell. And they're like, you know, lose like eight pounds and Stella's like 16. So so there's a difference in size. There's a slight variation in size.
1: Yeah. No, these dogs, you never can tell. And they never confess. I look at them I'm like, who's the pooper? Who's the pooper? They just look at me. Have you
0: seen those videos where like one dog will point to the other one or like... No. rat out the other one. Or like they ask three dogs who did this and two of them look at one. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. No, my dogs never give each other up. They're like, no, nope, loyal. So me, Mom.
1: Exactly. To a fault.
0: Oh, that's Hilarious, so, hilarious yeah. and horrible.
1: Yeah. So like nothing's really wrong. It's just, you know, and I've been working a lot more and but I don't even particularly feel stressed about it. I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's just collective or cumulative or something, but
0: it's like you need a hug and some junk food and maybe <laughs> some quiet time.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel really hungry. I've already eaten like a lot of extra food today and I'm, I feel really hungry still. So I think I'm just, something's going on.
0: Something's going on. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was okay. trying to get a bunch of stuff done before, before potting today and, yeah, and- did you we, get it all done? I, I pretty much did. Um, I did have to postpone a little bit because the washing machine. There's one washing machine. And our building, it's like not in our building. It's in our neighbor building that our landlord also owns. And okay. there's just one washer and one dryer. So first For of all, you units? have... how many units? Our building, I believe, has like 22 units. And the next building over has maybe eight or ten it's smaller that
1: that doesn't seem like enough that doesn't seem like enough
0: oh it's 100% not enough but it's fine for the most part because my schedule is so flexible that I can you know get in there whenever and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people um at least used to go to the laundromat I don't know if people are still going to the laundromat but I also know like or use a service maybe yeah and a lot of people get like stuff dropped off or whatever but Mm -hmm. um and then some people who have, like, families in the area or, or, you know, in the greater L.A. area, you'll see people, like, walking away with giant loads of laundry. Got it. um, Which I've totally, like, if I know I'm going to spend, like, the day at my parents' or something, I'll just bring laundry. Right. And it's very, it's, like, probably the least adulty thing, but it's, then I don't have to, because I'm also, like, super paranoid. Like, Tam and I, we buy this stuff called Afresh Wipes. They're just specifically for laundry machines. And we like hmm. wipe out the inside and then outside of both machines before use. So it's kind of a process.
1: Okay. And is that for germs or is that for like other smells? Because like I am actually really, really, really allergic to um, tide? detergent. I don't know what it is. Tam's allergic
0: like to Tide. We have to really use like the seventh generation free and clear
1: Anything with a strong scent to the point where when my next door neighbor their their um, washer and dryer is in their garage, and so she'll do the laundry and I can smell it from next door and I have to close my windows, otherwise my nose gets so irritated I can't even sleep. Because a lot of times they oh, they're wow. like they're in the hotel industry so they work really weird hours and so she's like she a lot of times she's doing laundry really late at night and I'll wake up and I'll be like yep she's doing laundry.
0: Oh, God. So even, like, dryer sheet smell will, like, oh, terrible upset your sinuses. Yeah.
1: To the point where I'm, like, if I'm ever, if we ever stay at someone's house, I'm going to have to be that person. That's, like, if yeah. you use any kind of scented anything, I'm going to have to bring my own sheets and pillowcases. Otherwise, I can't sleep. I've gone to people's houses, and I'm, like, yeah. well, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> Tam um, is, her skin is very sensitive to Tide for okay. whatever reason amongst yeah. other things but we use like seventh generation free and clear doesn't smell like anything yeah and we use a mrs meyer's dryer sheets which do smell like stuff but don't irritate her so they it's not the smells her. that bother her but she actually like breaks out in hives
1: i think a lot of people too they use way too much detergent but there's like, the little
0: the little oh well my <sighs> bottle has like the the squeeze like you can only squeeze and it only squeezes out oh, so much and then you have okay. to tip it back right side up and then go if you want to add to it but it's i mean i know i know a lot of people do i don't know or maybe
1: it's me and it's just that i'm that sensitive but literally like ian will have a friend come over and i'm like your friend reeks of tide like he just smells like a tide factory and I'll like, or they'll leave, they'll, when they leave, they'll leave like a shirt or something. They changed clothes and forgot something. And I will wash it twice and it still smells like yeah. tied or whatever I the think detergent like is that they're using.
0: Fabric softeners, too, really get in there. Yes. Which I don't use fabric softeners.
1: They're actually supposed to be terrible for the environment and your clothes. And, and your clothes and
0: your body. <laughs> they just need to not exist anymore.
1: I know. I, I just, don't.
0: I just get staticky. I don't care. I mean, is that what it takes care of? Because I don't... The dryer sheets? Yeah. No, no, no. Like actual oh. liquid fabric softener that you use in the wash cycle.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that too. Well, supposed to soften your whatever the fuck. What?
0: I clothes don't know. My soft. clothes are plenty soft. I also, since the pandemic, we use pine saw in our clothes because we found out that laundry Ooh. doesn't actually... Like, laundry detergents don't actually kill any germs. They don't disinfect. They just clean, literally, the mud off or whatever, the dirt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they clean physical dirt off, but do not disinfect. I mean, if you're washing stuff and super hot and then, like, drying it, I'm sure everything that could be alive is dead. Yeah. But I very re- – I mean, the only things we wash hot are, are towels. Yeah, me too. Towels and sheets and, yeah. and like the Yeah. Sanit- we have a sanitize – yeah, setting. and everything else is not. So we add half a cup of pine salt and we thought it was this magical thing, but it's on the back of the pine salt bottle.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I'll have to do that.
0: Well, you have to be okay with the scent of pine salt is the I problem. I don't think it would
1: I don't think it would bother me. It's not that any that's all scents bother me. It's specifically laundry detergent. Like I'm fine with dish soap. I use Mrs. Meyer's cleaning products. I'm fine with mm-hmm. those. It's specifically laundry.
0: So we use um we used to use like bounce or snuggled dryer sheets and then Mm -hmm. found out they were like so bad for you and super Mm -hmm. carcinogenic Mm -hmm. apparently, which (laughs) I don't know. But um, Mrs. Myers is supposed to be less so. um, And so that's what we use. And I like how they smell. And then I feel less bad because after they go through the cycle, like they actually feel more like paper than like the wispy,
1: Right, whatever the fuck. Yeah, and And so this isn't gonna biodegrade for fifty-five
0: years. Right, right. So then I actually use those to dust (laughs) shelves and cabinets and stuff.
1: You're the best. Then you're repurposing. Yeah, and then I feel
0: okay about throwing them away after their second use. Yeah, totally. It's probably just me, like trying to play games with my brain. But then I feel like I've used it for a couple things. I feel okay about it now.
1: I have a, an entire bucket full of rags which really means like old t-shirts and stuff
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: never use them. But I'm always like I can't throw this t-shirt away. I could use it for a rag that I'm not actually ever what going to you, use. To keep it what do you What do you use to I just use like um like a kitchen, you know, like a not a kitchen washcloth. What do you call like the kitchen <laughs> It's like a washcloth but you use it in the kitchen instead of the
0: bathroom. A rag? Oh, yeah. Like a what kitchen is it towel. Called?
1: kitchen towel no but it's not smaller than that it's a, it's a square
0: oh like a, oh i know what you're talking about yeah i'm gonna call I it a don't kitchen know what they... <laughs> for for lack of a better term i
1: just use one
0: of those that makes sense
1: what's the, what the fuck
0: it? is that called i know right wait a washcloth is like the kind you use in the bathroom for your face and stuff so what's... i feel like my mom would call it like a wash rag a wash oh rag. that's
1: my that's my kitchen kitchen <laughs> kitchen wash rag your kitchen wash rag
0: um my grandma just called them shitty towels that she had like they this. would be like old bath towels cut up or yep. like Tam has this thing and now it's like it's what you wrap up the dead dog in oh Jesus <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs>
1: I'm fired. I don't know what's wrong with me. Nobody listen to me. Just listen to Tiffany.
0: I was gonna say I have this thing about having to clean the floor like Swiffers every once in a while like Mm -hmm. after sweeping is fine but to get the floor really clean I like hot soapy water with a bucket and a a rag on the floor you know. Okay yeah. And um, or like bleachy soapy water. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I used to steal towels from the gym for that purpose and I cut them in half and they're like perfect single use or like I mean yeah not single use um unitasker right. like they are right. only for cleaning the floor
1: oh yeah because they're nice and nubby that's
0: actually really yeah and they like scrub stuff off and they're like yeah. horribly rough but they're perfect for that and it's not like we would purposefully steal them it's like right. I would have like, a towel oops. over my shoulder and walk out and not realize yeah. you know yeah but it happened often enough, and I only used half a towel at a time to clean, and it takes a good few cleans before they start, like, threading and falling apart, because I've cut them in half.
1: Right, right. But, yeah. And that's... you and you just fit them around the Swiffer thing?
0: Oh, no. I'm on my hands and knees. Oh, you're on your hands and knees. Old school. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, the Swiffer's my shortcut cleaner. I, I do that more often. I old school mop with, like, a mop mop. Oh, I don't own a mop. You know what? One I saw though that I kind of almost wanted to buy, but then was mm-hmm. like, "Where would I store it?" Yeah. Um, and then I found out my mom's cleaning lady has been using. That. I mean, she's more than a cleaning lady. She like takes care of the dogs. She she comes every she's, day.
1: She's a personal assistant. She's, she's literally the family care, keeper,
0: the keeper of the home, the home family keeper. care management. She's person. she's the Veronica, and yeah. everybody knows her and her she's she's family basically and um she uses one of those spin mops but she got it like before they were in every store cuz now i see like o cedar makes one and mm-hmm. but it's this mop with it looks like dreads on it you know but it's like made out of microfiber so they're like super absorbent super soft Yeah, but then they Light. go on this device that like half the mop bucket has a like spinning drum thing and you pump the thing on it and it like spins Ooh. it to like spin out the the shit that it's absorbed yeah. and it's like incredible cuz she will literally like sweep and then do this and like the floor looks clean and then she does this and it's like holy shit all this stuff is coming There's up so, so much in, more yeah, like yeah and their house i mean is 99% mm-hmm. hard floors. So, I mean, I get it. It's a big house, but yeah, a big house. I just have the kitchen and the bathroom, so it's not a big deal for me to do it on. Right. Old school style.
1: Yeah. I have just enough floor space that it warrants a mop. Yeah. I don't think I had a mop in Santa Monica. Well, I didn't clean my house in Santa Monica. We had someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Margarita, she was the best. Oh. Anyway. So um, are you looking forward to your Thanksgiving non plans plans?
0: Yeah, so are they in motion? If California doesn't shut down any further, we are going to take the dogs and um Tam's sister and the kids we're all we have adjoining rooms in um, San Diego. Fun. And then we're going to eat out for dinner, I think. And then the rest of the time, just, yeah, I don't know, get takeout. That's still eating out. We bought a lot of snacks.
1: (laughs) Snacks will get you through. Sometimes that'll get you through at least one meal a day, if not two. And then you just have one big meal. Yeah. Takeout. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how are you going to eat out Thanksgiving
0: there? Is it like a place that's open outside? So there is a place. It is actually Brian Malarkey's restaurant, one of his restaurants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is called Herb. He was and... so annoying on the last Top Chef. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, really?
1: I found him insufferable. I didn't yes. watch it. You didn't? No. You need to watch it.
0: I know. I'm behind. I'm like three seasons behind on Top Chef. Wow. I, f- I fell off it and just never got back on. Okay. It's there's so much streaming now. That's like such good content. Like I think I got annoyed at something and then just was like, I'm going to give it a break. Yeah. I'm going to take a break from this. And then I just haven't gone back.
1: Maybe it was Brian Malarkey.
0: (laughs) Well, I used to love his cookbook. I had it. I come it since, but I, I had it for a long time. It was come early, stay late. Mm. And it had some great stuff in it. I liked what he had to say. I liked the food. Um, but Tam made this reservation because it was a good price point. It's like a three or four course meal. You pick the stuff. It's it's um, you know you have a couple options per per course to pick from, and it mm-hmm. looks amazing. And then there's family style sides, and we Perfect. will be eating outside. And hopefully it won't be too cold. It's not supposed to rain, so that's great. Good. Um, I refuse I'm to. I'm sure eat- have heaters. Yeah, yeah. Most places have now, even in our our wimpy L.A. winter. Right. Um, but I refuse to eat in those outdoor setups that are actually just indoors outdoors. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Like the tent with four walls. I'm like, this is now indoors. Like yeah. you've, you've made it indoor. Yeah. So I'm not staying. Like no. this is bullshit. Um, it's yeah. completely amazing to me. Yeah, i have just,
1: I literally at my, at my gym. So my gym is now outside, but they're doing a good job. So it is like it's tented overhead, but then that's it. So it it really is open air. Mm -hmm. But even with that, it's like I have like I literally have people on one side who are like the anti maskers who are so excited to be in a class where they don't because the the policy is once you are on your mat and as long as you have six feet of space all the way around you, you don't have to wear your mask. But the moment you move off your mat, you have to put it back on. So I have like the one side of the room who are like, all they want to do is not wear a mask. They think it's fake. They think it's political. They think the government's trying to control.
0: They probably voted for Trump.
1: They probably voted for Trump, like (laughs) that whole situation. And then on the other side, I have the people that are like, even though they're outside and they're six feet apart, they're fully wearing their mask. And you know what I did halfway through? I put on my mask because I was like, you know what? <laughs> Out of solidarity, I was like, I'm with you guys. Oh, good job. Yeah. Well, and this was a bigger class too. Like my spin class, I was telling you earlier, I only had two people. In that case, I did take off my mask once I was on a bike because I was literally 10. We were all 10 feet apart and the wind was blowing and I was like, I feel fine. Yeah. 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 But um, but the bar class is definitely bigger. And I was like, oh, six feet is so pretty close. I don't know. I just put my mask on.
0: Yeah. And you're like huffing and puffing all. And you're huffing you and know. puffing. Yep. I don't know. Hey, so wait, do you have to drag all the bikes out? Yes. Uh, I always wondered if the teachers had to do that.
1: No, I don't have to do it. Like everyone's, oh, okay. supposed, to, everyone's supposed to do their own, but I, I have to, they're tarped. So I have to untarp them. And then I have to get, and then the like our little stereo system is inside of a box. And then on top of the box are 13 mats, which I'm like, this is, what? we have to change this setup. This is so dumb. So I have to take all the mats off to get the stereo out, get out my bike. And then at the end of the time, you know, I have to and put, put the bike bad. back, retarp the bikes, put the stereo back, put all the mats
0: back. Does everybody clean their own after? yes yeah i won't i only have to clean my own thing my own bike that's nice so yeah there's a couple like um like kind of circuit workout kind of things around here Mm
1: -hmm. that are
0: set up they've literally taken up like parking lots and yes old old businesses that have gone out of business since covid but Mm -hmm. um are now uh i don't I don't want to say it's CrossFit, but it's like kind of the mix of cuz some of them were CrossFit gyms, but now like yeah. cuz they can't bring all the stuff out, you know. Right. But it's pretty funny cuz I saw like six people today on Versa climbers and like three of them had masks on and I was like that looks brutal. Yeah. But then I was like who even brings that stuff outside? So I I, I mean, it's got to be the people. They set it up, obviously. But. Yeah,
1: we we fully we fully have all that. And they've set up the cardio equipment so that it's facing out. And then oh, so everybody's pl- backs
0: are to each other.
1: Well, it's it's like one row, so not even. Like everyone's next oh, to each okay. other, but they're all facing out. So there's basically just a chain link chain link fence. So they're breathing just out in they're not breathing back into the space where anyone's working out. They're breathing the other way. And then they have
0: plexiglass between each.
1: Oh, that's um, awesome!
0: I've only seen that at one place red. by here, where they've set up little plexi walls. I've seen yeah, it they... at restaurants more out here than than workout places.
1: Okay, yeah, they spent a lot of money. You can tell
0: they put down the fake grass. Like it, it's kind of a cute little setup, honestly. That's good though, because I mean, it's I mean better safe and have people, you know, feel better about it than. Well, yeah, Just and the way the numbers are going,
1: that. it was smart because I don't think we're going back inside for a while. A while. I think yeah. it's going to be a while because it's going to be Thanksgiving a and while. the numbers are going to get worse. And it's going to be Christmas and the numbers are going to get worse.
0: So, and then, but then Biden's going to come we'll in and make everything vaccines. <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah, I saw the the phase ins of the vaccines and Tam will be part of the first phase since she's a healthcare worker and she works at the hospital. Oh, tell so. me
1: about it. So is it so so healthcare workers are the first in line, which makes sense? I think it's sense. like
0: healthcare workers, essential workers mm-hmm. are first, and then it goes like old people babies. Yeah. And then and then it goes or like at risk people, like immunocompromised people or something like that. Mm-hmm. And well, then that it goes. Sense. Um, there's like four groups, I think.
1: I just, I'm curious though, how they're going to actually control that. Well, it's just, you know what I mean? Are we all going to get a magic number?
0: Well, I don't know so much about number more than like looking at your medical record or. Right. I mean, and it'll largely be self, like kind of like getting a flu shot, right? Like, right people that just aren't going to go in just aren't, I mean there's no way to make them get it I know a lot of people that are saying they're not going to get it why that's I not fair know, to the rest Chitini. of us I See, people need to remember how polio it. was before we were all routinely vaccinated they don't trust like, it they're
1: like something's in it or you know what if we don't know the long-term
0: effects you know okay well short-term effects thing. just keep spreading COVID I guess I know yeah, I I'm guess until it. you, like, know someone that's gotten really sick or died, then some people just don't think it applies to them.
1: I'm I it. Getting just it just pisses me off. I know. I know. Me too. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think I'm in, like, the last group to get it.
1: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those boring, healthy people with no... Yeah, with no uh, pre-existing condition.
0: Have there I mean, been depression and anxiety
1: and addiction. Right? <laughs> Give me all the
0: vaccines, right? Um, you no, know, I think if I were actively working, I I have a, a a leg to stand on. But because I've taken a personal leave for the duration of the epidemic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got have it. some. I have I have chronic lung things. So, got it. It yes. would be bad for me if I got it. Yeah. Theoretically. Although Tam was looking at some stuff that they were saying about blood types and how certain blood types are more severely yeah. affected.
1: Do you have one of the good blood types? I are have one o? of the
0: good blood types. I, I'm a universal donor. I am too. Um, oh So negative. what are you?
1: Are you O negative? Mm-hmm. That's what I am. I never remember if I'm O-negative or O-positive, but I remember that I'm the universal donor. I'm literally going to write that down right now because I never remember my blood type. Why would I not remember my blood type? That's like a very basic thing to know about yourself.
0: I only knew it after I donated blood because then they like type you and tell you. And then I was like, cool. Yep. And then my dad was like, that's impossible. Your mom's a, whatever, my parents are, neither of them is an, is an O or a whatever, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we looked it up. We're like, no, you don't have to be one of the Well, ones clearly,
1: because you exist and that's your blood type.
0: Yeah, I'm not like a child you found under a rock. They well, tried Ian's... to tell me that for a while.
1: Aw, no, you guys are related. Yeah, we have the eyebrows um, to prove it. My, um, Ian's going to get his first COVID test tomorrow.
0: Oh, I know. Brain sample. I hope hope it's okay.
1: He has a bad memory of like nose swabs because one time he had the flu. And so he was already, he was really sick. It was like probably day seven or eight. And I was like, I got to take this kid in. I don't know what's going on. He wasn't getting better. And we went to this really shitty urgent care and it was like two days before Christmas Oh, and no. um we got the nurse that was like she did this swab and he started to cry and he said that really hurt and she goes,
0: No, it didn't. Oh Jesus. Just I shut fucking, up. It did hurt. I fucking it's, hate, it's over quick. It's I why
1: do adults literally discount a child's experience? Or any human
0: discounting anyone else's experience. I know it's it like, hurts.
1: You know why it hurt? You know how we can tell it hurt? Because he said it hurt. Yeah. Like that's literally calling him a liar Mm -hmm. and saying his experience is not valid. Yeah. So anyways, so that's his memory of getting something stuck up his nose. So, but I'm hoping because he's not sick.
0: It's still going to suck. Tam had it done twice. I had it done once and. It didn't bother me. I had it done once. Oh, are you serious? It didn't bother you? Uh -uh. Oh my God. My, my face hurt for like six hours. Like my entire front sinus cavity hurt and they like swiveled that fucking swab up my nose, up to the line and she counted to 10. And yeah,
1: well I think they've learned that you
0: don't have to be that hardcore. This was earlier. So I yeah. don't know if it's still like that now or if maybe the tests are different now or better or whatever, but these were the ones like the hardcore ones and it took 12 yeah. hours for the results. Mm. Um Mine took 10 days. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So long. I know. Oh, mine was through UCLA, and I know they're one of the only ones, or one of the few, I think there's two in LA that actually do their own lab testing for COVID. Oh, that makes sense. So they don't have to send it to the CDC testing or analyzing center. Yeah, mine was probably
1: mailed to, like, Iowa it was early and it was free and I have an HMO and what are you going to do? But I've heard it's faster now. So yeah, cause we, we talked with my stepson and he's immunocompromised. And so we were like, you know, do you want to come? And he said, yeah. And we said, how would you feel most comfortable? And he's like, I want you guys to all get tested. And we were like, great. So we're going to all get tested tomorrow. And then we're just going to hardcore. We've been pretty good, but there's been little, you know, little things or just, things that aren't necess- like necessary that we've done. And so we're like, okay, sure. we're going to get tested. And then, and I know it's not the full incubation period, but it's going to be seven days. So I well, don't know. And you'll
0: have your results theoretically. We'll have our results.
1: That. Yeah. And so he was, he was comfortable with that. So not a hundred percent, but you know, yeah, sa- safer sex, not safe sex. It's only safer. safer. Yeah, safer family gathering. Safe for... There is no such thing as a safe family gathering, right? <laughs> only safer.
0: What's it called when it's like a thing like that doesn't oxymoron? Yeah. Jumbo shrimp. Jumbo it's the only shrimp. one I ever remember. Anyway, oh. re-seasoning? Sure. And it
1: actually has to do with the show that we're going to talk about. This it is going to be Great British Baking Show heavy, although let's see how far are we ended this program. So Three far, we've episodes. talked about laundry. It's been 30 minutes. Oh, no, oh, I meant like today. into our episode. Well, we've talked about a lot. We've, we've talked about cleaning and... Kitchen washcloths. And COVID. Cleaning and COVID. Right hand hand hand. Hand.
0: Yes, so they do. Anyway. Yes. Um, so I was going to find out a couple of things because we were yes, confused about biscuits, i.e. cookies yes. and biscuits as in American biscuits and gravy biscuits. Um, And then just how the show was shot with COVID because it has been shot since the pandemic's been going on. So I just Googled it and there was so much stuff about it. Um, So the cast, crew, support staff, some of the crew and cast's family even, um, they said it was about 120 people, self-quarantined for nine days, then had to have three consecutive negative COVID tests. Then they stayed at this site of this hotel, um, Mm -hmm. where the hotel staff, about 20 other people, were also quarantined and stayed the entire time. Amazing. Instead of the usual 12 weeks where they shoot on the weekends and go back to their lives during the week um this time they did it over six weeks and they did two days shooting two days off two days shooting two days off so the contestants could totally practice whatever they wanted on their off days and then they also organized like events and activities and socialization and it was all within the bubble and um there were a couple of things i read that said you know they obviously would be a lot closer because of yeah this, that, it's like the great it british been. baking show camp Yeah, yeah, and with their families and stuff. Some of them, so Um, that's adorable. They they said that it was, it was, yeah, that they said it was pretty, pretty cool. I was like, kind of jealous about it.
1: I'm like, I I wonder, like, if they were staying at a, if they were staying at a hotel, did they? I wonder if they had kitchens.
0: Yeah. So apparently, it was like the whole grounds. So this entire property, I don't. They did name it. I didn't write it down. I don't know why. Okay. Because okay. I, I didn't recognize it. It's not the normal place they go, though. Okay. So if you look, like, the the,
1: the exterior shots, shots of the tent different. and
0: everything are a little bit different because it is a different place. And they were the only ones there. They had access to kitchens. They could do the bakes. They could do that. So I don't know if they practiced in the tent on the two off days because the stuff was already set up for everyone, like, had the capacity or or what. But. Um, I, thought I that love was it. Cool. I was like, That's I would sign really up cool. to go to that. <laughs>
1: to go to that I, summer I camp. I want to sign up for the documentary. Like, I want someone to shoot them filming
0: this and how they figured it all out. That would be a cool special. I would watch like that a behind the scenes, uh, like an hour special. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Or even watch a limited that.
1: series, it's just like a quick seven hours. I would be down for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Never too much for me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you're like maybe too much for me I'm good with an hour
0: who oh, am I kidding I would watch it and then I'd probably <laughs> do other stuff but still watch the whole thing yes Um, and then biscuits biscuits like southern biscuits yes biscuits and gravy biscuit sandwiches flaky biscuits buttermilk biscuits not a thing in the UK
1: I feel like they should make, make that a challenge for them to make American biscuits
0: well I read this thing about how, in context, they know what they're talking about and the closest thing to our biscuit is their Mm -hmm. scone, right? but almost all scones are sweet or neutral and not savory. There's only a cheese scone that's like the exception, unless somebody's being like really out of the box.
1: I really feel like a scone is very different from a biscuit.
0: Me too, just because in texturally, like I do my scones very different than I do my biscuits. And I like a flaky, buttery, flaky biscuit. Me too. And I use cream for scones and I don't for biscuits. And I mean, this is actually, I mean, we're two people that have biscuits. Think about this way too long. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. But um they they you know when they say biscuit it's a crispy cookie. That's why they're looking for that snap. Yep. It's not just a cookie. Like usually when they say cookie, it's like a softer, puffier, like a thicker. Chip. It's yeah, but like not even crispy. It's like a thick, chewy chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. And then they usually just figure out what they're talking about amongst each other from the context. Interesting. Which makes sense. And they're like, yeah, there's no such thing as like biscuits and gravy unless they're like in a Southern American style restaurant and there's right. biscuits and gravy on the menu. Then they know what we're talking about. But they have no like gravy to them is like the dark, like reduced au jus that's thickened that you have with a Sunday roast. That's right. Gravy. So like, not
1: like a thick, gloppy, floury,
0: like gravy. milk based or like with sausage or, yeah. you know. Well, I don't know what they're missing. Yeah. I wonder if there's less heart disease there.
1: Um, I don't know. Tell me about the bake-off. Yes. Okay. So for my homework. I didn't oh, click. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> are very disciplined. And that's in your birth chart. So why am I surprised? <laughs> I shouldn't be. So the Pillsbury bake-off. It was televised from 1949 to 2017 and why they stopped it. I have no idea, but then I wanted to read off. They listed some of the hosts. So Bob Barker was the host from 1970 to 1982. Alex Trebek was the host from 1994 to 1998. Felicia Rashad was the host in 2000. Cosby mom. Yes, Dick Clark was the host in 2004, but it wasn't aired. And what? then, I know, and then in 2010, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah was the Pillsbury Big Off host. I'm like, is this real? What I know, Martha Stewart hosted it, Padma hosted it. And
0: Wait, then so was- is it not
1: on TV anymore? No, they stopped televising it in 2017. Why would you do that? Why? That makes Why?
0: no sense, especially with the big names hosting. Well, and there's also 8 million channels.
1: I'm surprised there's not a Pillsbury Bake Off channel that just shows or Pillsbury like, Bake
0: Offs. Is it PBS that does the... Um, shoot, what's that show that with the red aprons and... They like test like eight million recipes, and they're like, "This is the best way we've decided how to make cornbread." And just- oh,
1: oh, oh, the test, yeah, test America's Kitchen. Test Kitchen. Okay, yeah what's, yeah, what's his
0: face, Chris, whoever who never yeah, smiles. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: who's been doing it forever? <laughs> okay, so what channel is that on? Like PBS
1: or something? Yeah, that's PBS. What's funny? It's never aired on PBS. It was for from the beginning through two thousand two. It was always on CBS. Oh. And then it was on Food Network. And then, like random, it was on Hallmark Hallmark Channel one year. Hallmark Channel, and it was on ABC one year. So it's just so strange. The last two hosts were Carla Hall, what, and then Reed Drummond, Pioneer Woman. What? I know.
0: It's just so bizarre.
1: I know. Oh, it's held. It was held biannually from 1978 to 2012. It just wasn't held in 2015 and 2016. Who is in charge of this? Who is in charge of this? I mean, seriously. And <clears throat> so it says contestants have to make the best sweet dish <laughs> I don't know why, but your throat clearing was, like, <laughs> was, it, was it terrible? <laughs> I'm fired.
0: I just I'm no no forgetting no. What it I was it just made me laugh, and then I couldn't <laughs> quietly oh. do it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it was just very like. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: Have you seen *Tangent*? Have you seen um, *The Family Stone*? Yeah, so like so forever ago. Um, we watch that every Christmas. It's a Christmas. Oh, do you? Tam oh, yes, and I have been fear.
0: on a Christmas movie kick.
1: We have, too. We just watched um, Muppet Christmas Carol last night.
0: Oh, see, that's a good one. We just watched the shittiest Christmas movie. It was called Fred Claus, and it's a Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti. There were so many people in Ew. it. Ew. Okay. But it was like, he's like a repo man, and he's he's Santa Claus's brother. And then Santa throws us back out. He's got to save Christmas, all this shit. And we're just no, like, oh, my God, better. why are we watching? And then I'm just like, I need, to, I need to know what happens, but I also need to not waste my time. So I was cooking. Yeah. And Tam well, was then, travel planning for yet another acceptable. trip that we hope that won't get canceled. Aw. She's on to next year. <laughs> Good for her. I mean, you know, maybe late spring. So we've got something on the books for May and we have something on the books for November. But, you know, it's all COVID contingent, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is fine. It gives her something to do and she needs something to look forward to like that. I totally get that.
1: Totally. That's why I'm like, we're having two people at our house if we test negative for COVID and
0: I'm making all of the thanksgiving.
1: It's like and my then excuse. you're going to eat it
0: for like the next two weeks. Well,
1: that's what I'm going to tell them too. I'm <laughs> going to say, so just be prepared. This is what we're eating for the whole weekend. Yeah. Because I'm making like 10 things and I'm like, probably uh, maybe I'll like, I'll steam a fresh green vegetable and th- that will go on top of all the stuff that we're going to eat yet again. But I'm making
0: everything. But can then you can tell- like smush stuff into a biscuit or you can like, you know pan fry and brown like stuffing like in a cast iron and then like fry an egg over that like exactly like, yeah you can, it's you can judge it up
1: it's part of the fun of yeah thanksgiving food i think so this can i tell you what i'm doing really quick please okay and then i'm gonna go back to Pillsbury because I have what if i
0: was day. like no no i just don't want to know
1: You're like mandy stay on topic just an asshole. To
0: no, just tell me.
1: <laughs> this podcast is not all about you. Okay, so I've decided I'm going to do turkey. I'm just going to do turkey legs and thighs.
0: I'm going
1: to I'm going to wet brine them for a day, nice, so they get nice and juicy. And then I'm going to I'm going to cook them low in the crock pot. So I'm going to cook them there, so they're going to be really moist. And then I'm going to finish them under the broiler to crisp the skin. Okay. And then, and I'm thinking just like with, like in the crock pot, I'm just going to put like butter and herbs, some lemon zest. So just like herby, buttery, a little bit lemony. Nice. Basic. Um, And then gravy, of course. And then I'm going to make the Brussels sprouts that we're going to talk about later. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm making a mashed potato souffle and a yam souffle. And basically that sounds fancier than it is. All I do is, and it's a really nice way to like, pre like i pre-roast the yams and i get it get it all together um and i um pre-make the mashed potatoes and then when everything's done and seasoned i basically just add three eggs into both things put it in a casserole put it in the fridge and then when you bake it in the oven the eggs sort of make it puff up and it gets this little crust on
0: top it's really yummy so you have it hang out in the fridge with the eggs uncooked
1: Yeah. But just like for just, I do it like the night before that I'm going to cook it. Cool. Yeah. And then I'm going to make homemade applesauce, cranberry sauce. I'm going to make this mushroom, um, rice casserole that I always make. Um, and then I'm going to do herbed mushroom and sausage stuffing.
0: I was wondering about the stuffing situation. Always with the stuffing.
1: Yes. And then pecan pie. And then I'm also going to make a gluten free carrot cake. (laughs) This is for five people. (laughs)
0: this is amazing i know i'm uh, like it's i'm a little bit sad tam and i were talking about it because we love leftovers so much like typically before we started running away for thanksgiving yeah like leftovers are like my favorite part about Thanksgiving. me too me too a thousand percent and we're not gonna have thanksgiving leftovers so what we did last year is um like a little pre-thanksgiving um mm-hmm. situation and instead mm-hmm. of like whole turkey thing i do you know my cornbread stuffing oh yeah that's not stuffed Thank in you. anything and then we just buy like a honey-baked ham yes and, and heat some of that up and that's yes. got like a bomb bone that i then do like a split yeah. pea soup with or whatever Yep yeah um i do ina gardens parker's split pea recipe mm. and then i also just buy my gravy from honey baked because we discovered their gravy Ooh. is fucking delicious because i don't have a turkey so i don't have drippings and right all that and then um and then so between- honey
1: baked ham has a turkey gravy
0: yeah because they actually sell turkeys too Or like you can you can buy like I don't know if they sell whole turkeys but you like they're already cooked they're you can buy like turkey breast you can normally like if you go I mean pre COVID I don't know if they still do like you know you could go for lunch and buy a sandwich Mm -hmm. oh I didn't know that either ham but they had turkey I thought it was just a
1: place that was open like twice a year people just stood outside (laughs) in a big long line waiting for their
0: silver wrapped ham accurate but also the rest of three hundred and sixty days or so they it's, it's they... not a
1: heroin operation <laughs>
0: that's what I assumed. <laughs> no, it's not
1: well that's disappointing.
0: Oh that's funny. I came in here for heroin and like, was the sandwich. Oh I got the sandwich. <laughs> I mean it's all right, but <laughs> Not heroin, uh.
1: almost. <laughs> okay, my last thing I want to say about Pillsbury is oh yeah. So the prize, the prizes, the prize money started at twenty five grand. It went all the way up to a million dollars. What? But now it went down to fifty grand plus a kitchen makeover. So the last thing I'll say is I feel like you and I need to enter the Pillsbury makeover, and then we can split it if we win. Oh, I mean, Tiffany, when you look up, when you look up the winners, it is ridiculous. The people that win because, because pro tip it's Pillsbury. So you have to make stuff with their products. So it's like right, a right. crescent roll stuffed with Velveeta with some red peppers on it. Like it's dumb. What it gets it's really funny. So I feel
0: like with our heads together, to we, could, up- we could come up with something so ridiculous. You have to also see what they're judging criteria is like how much of it is actually just taste how much of it is how it looks how much of it is innovation right, right. I don't know yeah yeah I mean what's you consider it I, I will I will take it under consideration I'm, I'm googling Pillsbury oh I can't just google Pillsbury 2021 off. <laughs> All right, let's see. Here. I have to have a little stuffed doll of the doughboy. What was his little laugh? Like, <laughs> yeah, you poke <laughs> his belly and he went, <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, that was, <laughs> you got it right. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Oh, man. It was yeah, category
1: funny. winners Dublin cheese board stuffed appetizer bread. Oh, yeah cherry cream cheese crumb cake bombs so part of it is the the titles how do you mean
0: how do you get to be a judge on that
1: yeah this girl that got for dessert it's like Reese's piece of bliss fudge it's like peanut butter fudge with chocolate on top and cut up
0: Reese's piece or cut
1: up Reese's peanut butter cups what?
0: So there's like a semi homemade element. To
1: Definitely, it's like here's the. Uh, so it's okay. So it, she did Reese's mini pieces, refrigerated peanut butter cookie base, and then she made a quick microwave fudge filling. <laughs> that right. one, money. The okay. poblano shrimp flatbread looks pretty good. I bet that's crescent dough. Oh, okay. I could see that. And there's different categories, so you can.
0: Do all the oh, categories I, have like their big winners or is it then the winners from the category something wins? I think one? probably
1: it's the, the grand prize winner is the one that gets the 50 grand. I wonder if anybody else gets money because then there's like cozy weekend breakfast. That's a category. Sweet and simple dessert and winning weeknight dinners. Hmm. And then there's category finalists. It doesn't say how to enter. I want to enter. We got to enter. Doesn't say though, they're being very cagey Pillsbury. Maybe it's an off year. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It probably is. What the fuck? How can they be that busy? <laughs> you can do this shit once a year. I'm sorry. I call bullshit on Pillsbury. Moving on. So that was my hom- <laughs> re-seasoning. That was the longest reseasoning seasoning ever. Let's talk about bread.
0: Episode three, Mm -hmm. bread. So the first one, signature bake.
1: Yeah. Soda bread. You're our resident bread expert. I'm just going to say you're the, you're the bread person.
0: I play with bread. A lot. Uh, I do play with bread a lot. In fact, I have a a dough proofing in my kitchen right now. See? A lump of dough. Um, I have a loaf proofing. It's in, it's bulk proof. Um, I don't like soda bread. Soda bread was the signature bake.
1: What don't you like? So, I don't feel like I've had, I've had, like, Irish soda bread before, which is just kind of, I've had the very basic, boring recipe with, like, currants
0: in it. Yeah, so, I've made a soda bread that was like that, and I didn't eat the one I made. We were, like, testing recipes or something, and it had, like, raisins in it, so I was, like, barf, so I didn't really eat it. I, like, poked at it and wrote about it and whatever, but um the soda bread too that is at trader joe's the blarney scone but the, blarney it's, scone. it's a soda bread and it's um sold can you hear my chair creaking when i lean forward
1: i mean no i heard one thing once but i'm not hearing something a lot so don't worry about it okay oh now i can hear it
0: oh now that i'm like rocking it being like yeah. can you hear that? how about now it's a it's a years old um costco beach chair it's there like you a Tommy go. Bahama beach chair that turns into a backpack so I can take it down. To
1: I mean, you know, some people have fancy furniture. You don't need to brag.
0: <laughs> Did I tell you when we didn't have a couch for a couple of weeks? I yeah, said- I remember.
1: <laughs> I remember. I love it. You're like, well, not everyone can have a chair that turns into a backpack. okay? <laughs>
0: Tam hated it she wouldn't like not sit in the living room She would just be like I'm just gonna go lay in bed
1: <laughs> like, Yeah just forget it
0: um, Okay so, so did...
1: <laughs> I mean I don't even have
0: a bed so I mean I can't judge I was about to say A snarkily but yes. <laughs> when, when you were like I just got up on the wrong side of bed I'm like you don't have Oh you're right <laughs> I got up on the wrong side of my mat
1: Wrong side of the floor mat
0: oh man (laughs) um yeah so the soda breads it it toasts up fine you slice it you toast it you butter it I I eat it I'll eat it I I never buy it I don't think it's something amazing that I need to make but I also think like as I was looking at all the different ones they were making the ones that I'm like very interested in tasting yeah are the breads that are like savory breads Totally. Instead and they got a like, lot of stuff in them. Yeah, like the, the soprasada cheddar, the the, the mm-hmm. salmon one. The salmon one. Hermine salmon one. Thanks for putting her pronunciation in there. I always I know. Hermine. I always want to say Hermione. Me too, because of because of Harry Potter. Holta. Even though it's it's spelled differently. It's totally I, spelled differently and it's Hermine. They say it a million times.
1: I made a soda bread once that I really liked, but it was like a Guinness It was Guinness soda bread with like Irish cheddar that I shredded up. A stout bread. And it had a ton of butter. Like it was a recipe where I think you like melt, you pre-melt the butter and you put like it's in the pan and then you put the dough in. So the butter kind of like almost like makes it the whole bread really um,
0: crusty. It sort of makes it like semi-fries it.
1: Yeah, it like semi-fries it.
0: But that the is really not good. in the bread. It's not like an enriched dough. No. It's just in the pan no. that you're cooking Yeah. In. Huh. Yeah. That was really yummy. It was like
1: beer. It was like cheese beer bread. It was very good.
0: That sounds delicious. And then I, I made I it again trying to add
1: bacon, and then it, the bacon didn't work. Bacon, it's really hard to bake bacon.
0: It is. And... Thing
1: it gets like this weird texture and you kind of lose the flavor.
0: And to play with the, the level of fat you have in it, how big the chop is, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, a couple of people made breads with with bacon or, or sausage and I was like I would want to try those. And then I was like maybe, maybe I just don't like the dried fruit thing because then there was that chocolate one that I was like ooh I'd try that. But then I'm like I don't yeah. know, I'm, I'm PMSing a little bit so I'm like eating all the sweets right now. Mm-hmm just the the dried food didn't didn't i know pique my interest there's um
1: in my hometown there's a place called zingerman's and they're it's like a really famous deli and they also bake all their own breads and they do like a chocolate cherry bread and i yeah it and it's it's delicious but it is one of those just it's like I enjoy it when I have it, but it's one of those where you're like, I don't know what category to put this in because it's not sweet like a dessert, but it's not savory it's either. It's so it's this weird in between. It's like when you get a chocolate chip place. bagel. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things for people that say, I don't like things too sweet. And then I'm like, I don't understand you and we
0: can't be friends. But I'll still eat that.
1: But I'll still eat that and be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Armin got a handshake. She did. Well, she had that smoked salmon bread and it had a bunch of stuff in it. And I Ooh. loved how Paul said, I feel like I'm eating a whole sandwich like in the bread. And I was like, that sounds like up my alley.
0: I was like, I want to try that. It just there's looks a, good. There's a bread at um,
1: at my local market here. And they call it stuffing bread. And it does. It tastes exactly like stuffing. It's like every all the flavors you want in stuffing. But it's like in this sliced bread that you can just toast up and put butter on it. And I'm like, feel like i'm eating thanksgiving stuffing
0: that sounds heavenly it's really good you know what else tastes like stuffing stuffing <laughs> what the turkey and stuffing potato chips at trader shows Ooh, i haven't tried those <laughs> they're so good mm. it sounds gross and you can taste why they call it turkey and stuffing because like it does taste meat like you love it or you hate it People like, right. oh, my, oh my God, that's so disgusting. But I'm like, if I just gave you this chip and just said it was like a seasoned salt yeah, and it had like all these like savory flavors, umami flavor, carlicky, yeah. oniony, you know, all the things, herby. And, and then you do get this meaty
1: note. <laughs> it's so funny how like, and I wonder if this is an American thing because most of us are meat eaters, but people are also weird about meat, mm-hmm. you know? Like the other day, my friend was, pulling um meat off of a whole chicken like a, a rotisserie chicken to make soup mm-hmm. and she was like oh like she she goes I think I'm done and she clearly was not done but she said it grossed her out to get like near the bones and oh my I am gosh, not that one of girl. Tam's
0: best friends loves to eat chicken but cannot eat chicken on the bone
1: oh see I will murder if i'm really hungry sometimes i'll get a rotisserie chicken and i murder it like there is only like tiny little like clean bones
0: yeah like i will take like, uh, my I mom used to down buy the costco rotisserie chicken and she yes. would like, like basically fabricate it take the two breasts off take the thighs take the legs take the wings and that would be like the dinner pieces yeah and then take the carcass and we would just sit down and start gnawing on like the pieces, yes. all the meat between the bones, all the, yep. bones. and then you, you're left with a little pile of bones because you've <laughs> taken everything apart. And we're it's also fun. people that it's really amazing. love like the cartilage bits. Tam thinks it's disgusting. I know I'm with you. Some people can't deal, but I literally like, will sit there and crunch <laughs> if it's not like bone, bone, like I'll eat it. Same with I'll
1: cold even cold. like if you or if you go to Versailles and you get their chicken, which I think they like, mm. I think they bake it and then or they par bake it or they do something to it. But when they when it's actually your orders up, they fry that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so those bones like you can I will just eat that entire wing like that wing is oh, gone. So good. It's so good. One season of Survivor, a girl literally got voted off because she was eating like cartilage and she was like eating between the bones. And I was like, you're oh, on Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> she would
0: survive assholes it was just so i was like you guys are the worst she should win yeah just for that Mm -hmm. tam eats her chicken wings and then puts them on my plate because then i pull them all apart and eat like all the cartilagey parts and line up the bones yeah yeah um some people think it's really gross i think it's amazing me too um technical challenge rainbow bagels yep
1: pretty but i don't want to eat food coloring it's so much color they're like neon yeah, yeah. but i mean yeah they're pretty i would use it for like a christmas ornament <laughs> Giant christmas ornament you know what else it also looked like it looks like those rings that they give babies you know that's like yeah that like a teething like ring the red orange yellow like the thing that looks like it looks like a traffic cone no and then like way. you throw them across the room and watch the baby crawl to it and they stack up mm-hmm. they kind of looked like those i mean they looked really pretty it was fun to watch them make it and then it was funny because i i wrote this note like I wrote, it looks like boiling them too long is the culprit for the failures. And then I wrote, oh, never mind, it's overproving. And then I had a question How do you know if your dough is overproved? Like, does it? That is a loaded question.
0: Yes, it does. So it's hard to tell if you're not a bread person, if you're not a bread baker. And I don't mean like an eater, I mean a baker. Right. I've had like tears in our kitchen during quarantine because of overproved bread. And then you go to shape it or you go to score it and it just deflates or it's like So that's how you know. Well, now I know before it gets there, but that's how I used to know. Because I'd be like, oh, look, it poofed up all awesome. So what's happening is the yeasts are eating the sugars and turning them to gas and right. alcohol. And that makes it expand, okay. So it makes it expand, but what you want is that like perfect balance where there's still yeast and sugars still going to town. There's gas created, but it hasn't broken down the gluten so much that there's no structure because it overproofs. there's too much gas. It's broken down your structure, so then when you go to slash it, or in cases where you don't slash the loafs, like if, like a bagel, for instance, you go right. to cook it and it has nowhere to go. Like there is no more spring in it. It's just going to deflate the second it cooks because the structure isn't strong enough. The gluten is no longer in a structure that it can hold its shape. So which basically is like, the, like, it goes up
1: to like the peak proof and then it starts to basically like eat itself
0: and then. Right and like deteriorated structure which is why then when you overproof, like people are like well wouldn't that be too much air in it and it's like yeah it's too much air but then when it cooks it can't hold the air so it mm. becomes this dense uh chewy not in a good way um kind mm. of kind of just overly dense loaf and okay. it's usually like how they were like spreading out and kind of like very flat Mm -hmm. that's because the structure is just shot. It's like gone beyond. Okay. So when I, when I proof my loaves, like right now I, it's a long proof. It's like probably an eight hour proof or so. Um, When it's colder, it can take like 12 hours. So like I used to do it based on time because I didn't know how to read my bread. Mm -hmm. And then I read this trick. I can't remember who I got it from. It's one of the bread sites I follow, but, um, you basically pinch off a little donut hole-sized piece w- before okay. you start the proof, and I put it in a little straight-sided jar. So I actually okay. use a chili-onion crunch jar. <laughs> okay, got cool. it. And then just mark where it is, because that's very easy to see when it's doubled in size. Hmm. And in a bowl, it's a lot harder to tell. Or if it's like you've needed something, like when I do my pizza dough, it's like you've needed it and needed it and needed it, and it's a perfect ball. And it's like, okay, well... How do I know when that ball is doubled in size? Because if it's twice as tall, it's probably overproofed, right? Okay. So you want the volume to double. The weight's not really going to change. So it's like in that little, it becomes like a little hockey puck shape because it's in this very small jar. And then Mm -hmm. when that doubles in height, I know that, and I put the jar, no lid in the same proving bag as, which is just a two gallon Ziploc bag in my case, Mm -hmm. as my bowl with the dough and i do okay. a really high hydration it's like an 82%. wow. um but that gives you the the capacity for big holes, chewy mm-hmm. bread mm-hmm. and then i like do a bunch of folds I, I don't i don't need it it's a no need. okay. but it's um you do the folds in place of the kneading and you make sure like at the beginning i use a dough whisk and get like it you have to make sure that your flower is fully incorporated so you don't have streaks because that can also affect proving and that can affect baking okay. for sure and density and and the chrome but yeah so so over proving it's just a it's just i feel like that's really hard to to prevent if it's not something you have experienced
1: Well, and you can tell because all these people, all these contestants clearly have experience or they wouldn't be on the show and they're still like, fuck, I don't know. Like, And it's specific to the bread too because it's
0: not just the time, it's like the temperature. So when it, like two weeks ago, it like all of a sudden became really, really hot again. Mm -hmm. And I had to like put my bread in like the shady dark corner. Because I bake like every couple of days, I'll do a loaf. And... It's like, if it proofs too fast, that also won't hold. Cause like you go to slash it and then everything just pops. Okay. And it so that's when flat it's, and, they call that,
1: they call that rushed, like a rushed. Uh-huh. Thing. Okay.
0: But I mean, rush in, in my case can be like a four hour proof wow. and it gets to like gigantic, but then it's like, oh shit. It's cause it's the combination. It's like the formula of time and temperature. Mm -hmm. so it's like when one of them's off or too high or Mm -hmm. too long or too whatever you know
1: so if you overproof your dough there's really nothing you can do with that dough you can't make it like into like a pizza
0: you can so (laughs) so i wouldn't change what you're gonna make with it but they could not save it in their, um, situation because they have such strict time constraints. Of course. What yeah. I would do is just punch it down, reshape and let it proof again.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: And so you're just hoping by like working the dough again, that you're building more gluten again, and that you're giving it something to eat. And, and then, you know, unless it's been like, so beyond, then you can still get a relatively good. I mean, it's not going to be as good as if you didn't fuck it up, but it. You can still get a relatively good result um, from just punching it down, starting over in that bulk proof phase. Okay. And with the shaping too, like the tension you create on the on the skin and how much oven proof it has, um, that's going to be like that oven spring, like right when you it's the last proofing is the oven spring Mm -hmm. Um, when it hits the heat. And that's all dependent on how much, you know, food is still in, how much sugar is still in the dough that the yeast are eating. And mine, my loaves are, are, you know, I do a starter, so it's not added yeast, but Mm -hmm. natural yeast.
1: When COVID is over, do you think you'll go back to your job you did before? Or do you think you want to do something new, like be a bread baker? (laughs) <laughs> like in a bakery, I can see you like like it's so going back to my hometown, the Zingermans. Like their bake house, there's like the grooviest people work there, and they like treat. It's kind of like Trader Joe's, except for there's only one Zingerman's. They're not a chain or anything, oh, but they're super cool. like into like you know great health care for their employees and benefits and really good pay, and like everybody loves it. And it's like a big hippie family that's cool situation. And so like, there's literally like, and they'll have their bread people and they'll have like their sourdough person who like only does the sourdough. And
0: yeah. So Tartine has a location in Santa Monica. Now they opened right at the start of quarantine of, of the pandemic. Okay. And, um, they had some open positions, but I'm just like, I, I, I feel very, uh, connected to the, to the things I make. So, mm-hmm. like, some days I'm like, oh, I got to feed Saul. I got to do all this stuff. Right. pizza I got to start a dough that, you know, isn't going to be ready for hours to, you know. So I, I really have to be in the mood for the right thing or it just fucking doesn't come out right. Got it. And so I feel like I can't, like, my dad was like, you're so good at this sourdough. Like, we have people, like, I have literally a list of people that want my bread or are, like, Because I'll do loaves and give people half loaves. Yeah. Um, And then more people get it, and then it's fresh bread, and it's whatever. And um, I just, I feel like it's, my dad's like, it's so in demand. You should sell them. You should, you know, get a corner of someone's table at the farmer's market and sell them and do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I only have my fridge. I only have a compact oven. I only have one proving bowl. I mean, there's like... Oh, you don't have to tell me because I, yeah. How many times did I try to
1: do a food business or people would tell me to do a food business and it sounds like really sweet and cute, but it's a it's lot of work lot. and it's a lot of variables. It's a lot of equipment. It's space. And also not to mention like regulations and all that horseshit. Yeah. So I'm like, that's
0: like even doing it under the table and not like right. doing it legit. Right. I'm just like, I I feel like I can't do it on someone else's schedule and like, Baking, Mm. you have to start at the butt crack of dawn if people want fresh bread. You really do. So it's like, that's not for me. So yeah, I think, long story short, I think I will go back to my normal job when everybody's vaccinated.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So um, did we say who won the bagels? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't, but have you made bagels? No, I've only made, um, like the closest thing I've made is soft pretzels where you you like shape it and then you you boil the water with the baking soda mm-hmm. and you put them in for like 30 seconds until they puff up. So it's like a sort of similar yeah, process, I guess, in that way. But I have not made bagels. Have you made bagels?
0: I have made bagels and I it's a lovely, I think it's a very cathartic thing. I think shaping them is super fun. I did ropes that you shape into rounds too. Um, I know some people cut them out and Mm then um, smooth out the edges with the rolling with your hand in the middle but um that's not i did the rope and shaped it um so kind of like how they did um, amazing you're amazing but that it was in cooking school and that was the last time i did bagels yeah you want to do them again i mean i only on your own time i've (laughs) I've done for you (laughs) here's the thing i've done like soft pretzels Like you said, you you said baking soda for lye, you do the boil and bake. It's just a big fucking process and I have a tiny kitchen. And then there's only so many pretzels that I can eat. And then people really love the pretzels too. So I was like giving them away. I was selling a couple of them because I have such a big batch. Um but it's just a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so and then not being like having a compact oven, I can only like bake you know six at a time instead of even if I had a regular size oven then I could do a half sheet tray I could mm-hmm, do a mm-hmm. lot more you know
1: yeah see I had a tiny kitchen in Santa Monica too but I had a regular size oven it's so funny to me to think that when I did the most cooking and the most cooking professionally I was in the smallest kitchen I've ever yeah. been in in my entire life yeah that kitchen was a postage stamp yeah
0: but you had a yeah. regular size stove and i time. did
1: i had a regular side stove and then what i did is i just we had that little dining room right outside of the kitchen and so i just made the dining room table like my surface area
0: yeah it was totally your landing area and some yeah
1: prep. and some prep yeah yep so linda one linda one and then i forget did she is bread her thing you know how sort of most of the contestants they'll say like bread is my thing or chocolate is my thing is bread her thing did she say bread was her thing, or did she just get lucky?
0: She didn't know. Say she really like enjoyed it.
1: She just she seemed so joyful doing the bagels, and I I could see getting that task and just being like full melt, like trying to figure out how to twist and sh- shape. For me, would have been very hard.
0: But also, that's like exposure because like if you've seen there's I'm surprised you haven't seen but they've done a couple specials on the guy that started the whole rainbow bagels thing in New York mm-hmm and I haven't th- seen it. they straight up show him doing it but like in bulk so you really get a good sense of how it's done okay um, better than you know I'd say the majority of these people were like the fuck is a rainbow bagel and you know' right. they give them such vague instructions as part yeah. of the challenge it's yeah Anyways, yay yeah. for
1: Linda! Yay for Linda! And then I just had a little—I um I had a little tangent that I wanted to share because they were talking about Rowan in his garden in Worcester. So he lives in Worcester, mm-hmm. or I can't remember if it was Worcester or if it was Worcester Shire. And I was like, "Way to hold it." Is that where Worcestershire sauce comes from? Because I love that shit. I put it on everything beef-related in my house. I put it and on so, anything.
0: I, I I toss it into sautés and stuff. I'll just give it a oh, good, yeah. good couple of dashes.
1: Yeah, just umami bomb. So I just looked it up really quickly. and it is. Um, so it is named after um, the home of the condiments inventor, Sir Marcus Sandy's but it was originally an Indian recipe and he brought it back to Britain because at one time, I guess when the British ruled India, he was the ex governor or he was the governor of Bengal. Okay. Yeah. So
0: of course they stole it from
1: India. (laughs) I know. So 1835, much like tea. So in 1835, um, he went to the the chemist emporium of John Lee and William Perrins. And that's still the stuff that we buy. William Perrins. So there you go. Tangent. That's awesome. I just figured since, you know, because normally we just ask questions on this show. So I would actually answer. I was very impressed.
0: Not just the question, but the answer. Right. (laughs) That as well as the (laughs) Barabrith.
1: Oh, I know. I don't even know if I need to talk about that because that was very, that was unsatisfying. I thought maybe yeah. bar brith was like a spice or like, I was thinking it's like some type of special like edible flour that people put in their, you know, sweetbreads in England. No, it's just like the name, another name for a bread. And at first I thought it was another name for soda bread, but no, it's a name for a, a bread that's either yeasted or non-yeasted. So I think it's just the name so of bread. a bread with... It's a name of a bread with dried fruit in
0: it. I think that's sort of the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Not as interesting as we thought. No,
1: that wasn't satisfying. It wasn't a satisfying answer.
0: Um, it was just funny to me because I saw the question pop up before I saw the answer come in. And then I was like, oh, she's doing homework now. Yeah. Um, I also, the, the showstoppers, can yes. we talk about those plaques? Yeah. Um, holy shit.
1: I just don't, what I didn't love this one. I'm like, who thought of this? A bread plaque that expresses what you're grateful for. Yeah. I don't know. Could we do something more interesting? I'm trying to think of a showstopper bread challenge. I would love to see, and they've probably done it before. I would love that. I would love to see them try to make like a house, like almost like gingerbread style, but make it with bread instead of with gingerbread dough or biscuit dough. Okay. And so, It'd be like puffy. but like Oh, like somehow... you have to bake
0: it 3D? Like you have to stand it up. Have you seen those ones they've done in previous to... seasons? And they may in this season, but you know when they do like a meat thing in the yeah. bird? Yes. And it's got to be this big old structural yeah, thing. And then they have problems with gaps and... Yeah. And oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they do like the short crust and some people are real ballers and they don't even use a tin. They just yeah, like, free from that
0: shit. Form it.
1: Oh, my God. So impressive. I know. I really want to make one of those sometime just to see how it turns out.
0: Yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> not interested. It just sounds like a lot of work. A meat for something pie. That would be, you know, amazing. amazing. Yeah. But I would watch that But yeah, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really get the plaques. I was like, man, I really get it. It's almost like a, I almost want them to do something more fanciful. Like, I don't know. Like, what would your, if you. Well, like
1: one year they did a horn of plenty. So they had to make like the horn part out of bread. And then they had to make all the, they had to make a little bread apple and a little bread grapes.
0: That was super cute. That was more interesting to me.
1: Maybe they're just out of ideas. That's why I'm thinking like a bread house would be kind of interesting. <laughs> They'd have to glue it together with like pub cheese or something. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine the disasters? Cause they try to do it too hot and then like yep. it's it melting and yeah. But then you could say it's a dipping sauce. <laughs> or they could make like bread clothes. <laughs> like,
1: a bread. <laughs> like a bread vest.
0: Oh, my God, a bread vest. <laughs> He's even got a lovely pocket square in that one.
1: Or they can make blankets, like a bread quilt. Oh, Jesus. You can sew it together with Twizzlers. I don't know.
0: Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> i'm like do you model it yourself do you have to that's not fair for the bigger people because then they have to bake so much more that's true we just have to fit the smallest person in the room (laughs) (laughs) and they would just model all of them jesus and it'd have to be able to get on and off
1: or what about bread hats (laughs)
0: I just love how you made yourself <laughs> laugh
1: so much. <laughs> oh god. I'm so tired. I think I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't sleep good last night. I was like worrying about COVID tests all night. Didn't sleep. It's almost four.
0: It's my nap time. <laughs> oh no. Um, I love Lottie. <laughs> I love Lottie. I did you
1: see when I posted about our new episode I found a little like a little like gif of lottie no i didn't oh it's so perfect yeah because i'm like i'm lobbying so hard for her to be the next host she just needs to be the next host it needs to happen and i just love how she, her her philosophy she's just not a perfectionist when it comes to how shit looks and i would be the exact same way you like that's just gonna be how it looks yeah exactly oh um and then what was the other thing? Oh, I was really, they, so they 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 went from Lottie who's like, wow, well, it was supposed to fit on the pan. It doesn't really fit all the way. I'm just gonna sort of squish it in there and throw yeah. it in the oven. And then you have um funny be- beardy Mark with the mm-hmm. big smile. He's like taking this tiny, the tiniest loaf and he's injecting <laughs> this perfect tube of like frozen apple, apple cinnamon puree. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's folding the little plats of bread perfectly i'm like that would not be me uh-huh. i would want to make that but i would get halfway there and then i would go you know what this is gonna be the
0: rest is ball. just gonna be a ball
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that was me making those homemade butterfingers i'm like well maybe they're just gonna be balls that i'm not even gonna dip in chocolate <laughs> because i'm hung over from binging on candy corn did ian eat those he ate all of
0: them the frozen chocolate <laughs> <laughs> covered
1: yeah and then two ball. days ago i went in to tuck him in um At night, and I saw in the crack between his bed and the headboard, there was just a pile of Reese's peanut butter cup wrappers. Oh my god! (laughs) And so I was like, "That's it, Ian. We can't keep candy in the house because you can't not because we just have limits around that." I'm like, "You can eat it, but you need to tell. You know, you need to ask. It needs to not be secret. It needs to not be a secret. You need to not sneak it.
0: Yeah. So and I feel like." With dogs and stuff, and when there's wrappers, and that's and the like, other thing. Had a lot of we've had a lot of emergencies having to do with food wrappers.
1: Well, yeah, I'm I'm very suspicious that Rocky's whole stomach thing has something to do with that. Oh, yeah, possible, possible, because he's the eater. Peanut sort of anything that's not his food, he looks at it with suspicion. He's like. i'll try it yeah but rocky will eat anything yeah that's how many
0: girls are like eat it now figure it out if it's yeah Yeah. don't
1: don't leave an apple core don't leave a like rocky Mm -hmm. will eat the whole thing it'll be gone a pork bone gone yeah like it was never there so um so yeah bread plaque's lame and then mark e1 so he's the other mark yeah the one leg the one-legged mark and i did think his bread looked really good i forget what the flavors were it was like a bunch of different colors it was
0: a it was beautiful it was beautiful but yeah it, it I, don't, I don't know even the ones that were beautiful the the tomato tree the mm-hmm. uh, i mean they were a lot of them were like really pretty but even so i'm like i don't know about this and i guess they were trying to make it like kind of 3d but kind of like a plaque is inherently flat it's like a coat of arms or something i don't know it's just felt I have feelings I can't put into words about this challenge.
1: (laughs) Well, but I hear you because I felt the same way. I was like, I'm not excited
0: to watch you make a bread plaque at all. Um, Truth be told, I kind of fast forwarded through certain parts of it because I'm like, oh my God, with the bread. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Next week will be better. Next week is chocolate.
0: Yes. I always love seeing what they do with chocolate. Also, because I have a hard time working with chocolate. I run really warm. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah. That said, um tempering chocolate and making little chocolate things and banded chocolates and all those things like are very fascinating to me. and me too. it's like some of my favorite stuff to do, not in my
1: grade and grade. I think they could just rethink bread week a little bit more.
0: Yeah, maybe like, you know,
1: maybe make the showstopper like that. They need to do three different kinds or something. Not not make it this visual thing. Yeah, I'd be much more interested in like seeing them make like a focaccia and a bagel and
0: a croissant or something. You, know, do you like remember something... the year that they had to do a fougasse and nobody knew what it was? I don't even remember what a fougasse is now. What was it? It's like a big flat ish bread thing with like leaf like slices stuff. Slit through it and oh vaguely and it's like crisp on the outside and chewy on the inside Mm -mm -mm. and soft but it's done in such a way and it's like a pretty flat thing but it's not the easiest thing to make and it's also like what the fuck am I doing this right if you've never if you don't know what it is you know right right yeah that's a good that kind of challenge I feel is much more interesting than like uh let's try and make this eight million things and make it look cool but then like half of them that looked good tasted like shit mm. like rowan's
1: yeah bye rowan rowan left
0: i mean it was cool but good riddance i was i had enough
1: i also didn't enjoy it, and it wasn't even his fault but there were so many dick jokes targeted yeah. at
0: rowan do you think it was like the whole gay thing like they were which like... bumps me out if that's true I'm not sure though. That's why I'm like, am I just being sensitive about that? Or was it like,
1: no, I don't think because it wasn't just you. I was definitely noticing it. And I was like, it just felt weird. And it was like these, the two
0: gay guys, like kind of ganging up on the gay guy, making a bunch of dick jokes. Yeah. I was just like, not sure. It just, something didn't sit right with me about that. Agreed. But good for him. Back to the shire and mm-hmm. his garden and polishing his silver
1: right and being in, yeah exactly
0: i mean he is he was someone who was so eternally optimistic yes and that was always like a little bright spot in the show for me agreed agreed
1: but i'm also ready for him to go i wasn't yes. sad
0: yes i think I and sad. and i think it was a fair decision because yeah. there have been weeks where i'm like how is this guy still here
1: yeah, I well and it's funny because we're only in week three.
0: <laughs> okay, so the first two weeks I'm like,
1: how's this <laughs> Well, no, because well, he
0: kept overpromising and under delivering. I'm like, Yeah, oh, so many times you can do that.
1: Well, and I've watched ahead. I don't think you have. So no. to me so it's funny that you say that because that's how I felt. And then I had to remind myself, like, Mandy, you're you're just, we're we're just three episodes in in terms of covering it on the podcast. So but it's funny that you said that. Like, why has you been here so long? Yeah, so it did kind of for a long time. Oh, making challenge. Can you hear that? No. What is it? A ghost? Can you hear that? Can you hear me? No, I can hear you perfectly. Oh, it's so weird. Are you hearing like a noise? Like a
0: yeah. And beeping? I have mine do not disturb on, and I have um. Yep, my do not disturb on is on until four thirty. And Tam was trying to tell me that it's like my Google Fi because now our phone is through Google Fi and it like rings through my computer, even if my phone's on do not disturb and my computer's on do not disturb. Oh, that's but then annoying. she's like, There's the little icon that pops up. And so I was just clicking things that didn't that I thought maybe was the Google Fi icon, but it wasn't. And then I okay. like opened Siri in my computer and then I was asking her, Can you hear that? And then I was like I, I don't know if I was still in the <laughs> recording. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Anyways. I didn't hear a thing.
1: I guess we'll see. We'll see what, we'll we see what happens. Back. Awesome. Um, <laughs> back to our making challenge, Brussels sprouts. So I'm, I'm intrigued. We've all made Brussels sprouts. I'm intrigued by this recipe, though, um, because uh, my my culinary school teacher, Carol Kotner posted... And I trust her. And she said, this is the way to do them. So that's enough for me, just her endorsement alone. So basically you're just roasting the Brussels sprouts whole. You're not cutting them Okay. at 350 for an hour. And then she paired hers with maple bacon.
0: That sounds much easier than how I, know. I do my Brussels sprouts. Cause I usually, I flake them apart. I I either have the small ones or quarter the big ones. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of flake and separate the leaves so they can get nice and crispy. And crispy. I wonder how these turn out. I want to know. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna so um,
1: I'm going to make them. I'm going to make them for Thanksgiving. I'll post about it and I'll post the post. And I totally missed. Um, I went by Scrummy versus Crummy. I'm sorry. Scrummy oh. versus Crummy is Brussels sprouts. I guess we love them. Thank do but I will
0: say. I used to think they were crummy.
1: They're, yeah, I grew up with my, well, this is kind of weird. I never thought they were crummy, but my mom eats them. Are you ready? She eats the frozen ones oh. and she boils
0: them. Okay. So that's why I thought they were crummy. Cause I'd only had them at like white people's houses that boiled them. And then like they're... with butter and salt. Yeah. And so then they just taste a little bit bitter and then like the butter and salt. And mm-hmm. have like a mushy texture, mm-hmm. and that was that. And so I always thought I hated Brussels sprouts because I had them like one time like that at a friend's house when I was young,
1: right? And you until, were like, this is punishment.
0: Yeah, until the the resurgence of Brussels sprouts in the 2000s. And
1: I love every Brussels sprouts. Has them. Yeah, but I do feel like they're a challenge, and I never know, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I they work, sometimes they don't. It's a, it's a delicate balance of like crispy and brown versus burnt it's a oh, delicate balance it. between having some integrity to the Brussels sprout and it being too raw these are just things
0: for me i guess yeah the, i don't really i didn't really have too many of the crispy versus burnt problems and the the not cooking um enough or cooking them too much because i think because i do my broccoli this way too where i like cook it till it's cooked mm-hmm. it's more than parboiled or blanched mm-hmm. but i like them where they're crispy on the flowers on the on the flowery part i usually mm-hmm. broccolini not broccoli mm-hmm. but i also need them to still have some crisp in the stem i don't want mushy broccoli right like the broccoli and beef and broccoli mm-hmm. is like my nightmare broccoli because
1: it's too because it's too overcooked or undercooked overcooked see it's and over-cooked. i my, my experience with beef and broccoli a lot of times is it's just barely blanched and it's like
0: too crunchy. I think places now have been, and this is like beef and broccoli of my memory. I haven't had okay. it for years and years and years. But I think that that's like a whole trying not to make it.
1: Right. They like overcorrected. Yeah. Yeah. And now they just don't even cook it. They like throw it in. It's like blanched water for and then they like seconds.
0: toss it in the wok with the meat at the last minute or yeah. something. But. I think that's what they do. But Brussels sprouts. You have to have enough fat in the pan, and I usually start it on the stove and finish in the oven.
1: Yeah, tell me what you do. Okay, you start out, so you know. got
0: your, what kind of fat do you use? Bacon. oil, and butter combo? Bacon. Bacon, yep. sometimes a little bit. You know what? Gr- what's great for, like, cheap bacon that has a ton of fat that'll come out that's perfect for vegetables but horrible for bacon eating? What? TJ sells the ends and pieces.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And it's fantastic for cooking with bacon. Mm -hmm. But just not eating the actual bacon. Yeah, because it's sometimes like thick chunks. It's like when they get to the end of the slab and they can't slice it nicely anymore. Yeah, and sometimes it's like way too much fat and not enough meat. But if you're Mm -hmm. chopping it up to do like render the fat out and to use as like crispy little bits in a vegetable. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other day i i made these stuffed squash we'll do them as a making challenge oh those it. look so good so i put in like this some ground pork and shiitake and this mixture mm. that i had
1: and there mm. wasn't
0: very much pork for the amount of butternut squash that there was and it was right mm-hmm. all this stuff, right and um, onions garlic all this stuff and i said to tam because it was our whole meal you know mm-hmm. and then i said to tam it's almost vegetarian. And she's like, but there's pork in it. I'm like, yeah, but only a little bit. So it's, yeah, it's vegetarian. not vegetarian. Yeah, for- it's not pork forward. Really- she's like, a vegetarian would not eat this because there's <laughs> pork in it. I'm like, but it's almost vegetarian. Anyways, that's how I feel about when you're like cooking things with just a little bit of bacon, but like using the bacon fat. Yeah. Almost vegetarian.
1: My aunt um, is married to a man who is, and I'm, I can say this because they're never going to listen. He's like kind of a male anorexic, and and he he's a runner, and so he's very strict with his diet. And he did not want to ever have any red meat or pork, and so um, she would she would cook his turkey bacon in pork fat, <laughs> in <It's> bacon fat, <laughs> and then he would be like, "See, it's just as good as regular bacon." <laughs> Isn't that kind of evil but also brilliant? It's totally brilliant. I
0: love it. Uh it's like when I sometimes I don't I will never intentionally like feed people like a vi- feed a vegetarian stuff that has meat in it without like disclosing that it has meat in it. Of course, cuz I just think that's a shitty human thing to yes. do. Yes. But I will on occasion do stuff like deglaze with chicken broth and not think mm-hmm. about that the chicken broth is chicken. Me too. Me too. But I, I know I'll be
1: like, I have this great. Cause a lot of, I make vegetable soup like all winter
0: mm-hmm. and every once in a
1: while I'll be like, I'll have a, some vegetarian friend over and I'm like, oh, they can. Oh no, they can't. Cause that's chi- It's, it's chicken stock. It's all in
0: chicken stock. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no actual pieces of meat in it. Or like with vegetable sautés with grains and veggies and all mm-hmm. these things or like my, my root vegetable things. I like will often stir in some better than bouillon or yep. like a couple dashes of fish sauce or mm-hmm. things I don't even like think twice about because it's not a dominant flavor. Right. It's just support. And I'm like, it's almost vegetarian. And Tam's like, no dude, it's not. I mean, it's great, but it, you can't call it. vegetarian. So did you like it? Is it something that you definitely make it's, again? It's delicious. I finished with parm. I actually, um, cause it had to sit out for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Tam wasn't going to be home from work. And um ended up just I did like twenty minutes reheating it on like two seventy-five, just a lowish oven. Nice. And then um cranked it for the last five minutes on broil to yep. crisp up the Parmesan I had grated on top and it was yes. beautiful. Yama. Yeah. Good wifey. Thank you. And I, I can I can talk about my butternut squash handling. Yes, oops. That would be great next week. I'm excited. Um, to see what these brussels sprouts look like because i make my brussels sprouts one way and that's how i like them and i don't really change that so if this works it sounds a little easier than what i do yeah and i work. never i don't ever
1: start i i don't start on the stovetop i always just do it all in the oven usually because i'm making it for like a lot of people and so i just have bulk. a big sheet pan right full but then i but i always switch up fats and i usually sometimes i'll do like a balsamic and like a whole grain mustard i usually like put different things on them to make them taste differently and sometimes it's a home run and sometimes they're just okay but i mean they're always good my
0: bacony brussels sprouts i do finish with a balsamic glaze Mm.
1: yeah Yum. Yum.
0: yum yum final morsel um, Last morsel. Do you want to go first? Only because sure. it's very intriguing, and I have no idea what you're going to talk about. But... Okay,
1: so um I, T- Tiffany and I both watch Hallmark nonstop from November 2nd through Christmas Day, or I do, anyways. Um, <laughs> I watch especially because I work from home, and so I have this luxury of like I turn it on, and like half the day it's like on mute, or sometimes I'll turn it off and I turn it back on. I know you know. You can walk away. You just, mm-hmm. I just find it so soothing. I love to see how they're decorating. I lo- just, I, I, it makes me feel so happy and so calm. Mm-hmm. So, but I've, but they're, you know, and, and the diversity is getting better. They could still have more diversity or less um, sure. cli- cliche diversity, I will say. Yeah. So they've got some work to do, but they're getting better, but there's never been a gay story. There's never been a gay plot point. There's never been an openly gay character. And I just keep thinking, I mean, the whole crew, like half the crew has to be gay. Like the, pe- the people that are, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm thinking behind the scenes, there are definitely gays in the Hallmark Christmas world. Sure. I'm convinced. And so well, just statistically, there must be. <laughs> yes. So, so the other day and I'm going to have to, I'll do my homework and I'll come back with the actual title. But the other day I saw, and it was about like a, a, a bunch of brothers that come home for Christmas. And one of the brothers is gay and he brings his boyfriend. What? And I was so excited. that What's I, it called? That's the thing. I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I only saw the promo one time but I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, and I don't think like they didn't show them kissing. It was really funny. Cause I was like, are they going to show them kiss? They didn't do a kiss, but they did like, they're like holding each other. And then they put their foreheads together. (laughs) Like we're making it clear that this is not just brotherly love or like friends, you know, friendship
0: or at least not guy on guy friendship.
1: Right. So yeah. So that's my, I'm very excited and I will come back Next week or if you guys know, please let us know the name of it. Well I'll be DRing that
0: shit. I can't help because this year we switched to YouTube TV and I don't get the Hallmark channel anymore.
1: No. I know. So
0: all of my stuff that I have been getting that's Christmassy stuff is either um like from random streaming services. I was gonna say I feel like I feel um, like there's a I think there might actually be a
1: Hallmark one where you can it's like five ninety nine a month and maybe you can get it just for like through Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple.
0: Of, of there's them. a couple of things that I sign on through my, like my parents' TV account because they have like every single channel <laughs> on demand. Yeah, and then I just download the apps and sign in with my mom's and watch the one show I'm interested in. Okay. But um, lucky for me, Freeform is doing the 25 days of Christmas, and they're doing like Christmas movies basically from now until Christmas, which is more than 25 days. But there you have it.
1: that's where i'm watching
0: all these random christmas movies love it i have now dvr'd the santa claus the santa claus 2 and the santa claus (laughs) 3
1: i don't even think i saw the third one i think i saw the second one and i was like yeah but the first one's really good i like the first one a lot
0: we got partway through the first one and um had to go to bed but um i don't think i've seen the second one and the third one is the one with martin short Oh, maybe it gets better. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Just
1: because Martin Short's in it doesn't mean it's a good
0: movie. I like him, but I don't know. Anyways, my last morsel, tis the season for Candy King mm-hmm. JoJo's. Yes. Um, They are like TJ's version of a peppermint Oreo, but mm-hmm. I don't like normal JoJo's. I think they're bullshit Oreo wannabes, and they're not as good, and the cookie's not right, and the filling's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But... The candy cane JoJo's that have like tiny microscopic pieces of peppermint all throughout the mm-hmm, filling. Mm-hmm. And the cookie is a little bit different than the regular JoJo cookie. And it's like so good. And they only have them for like, what, six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually banned from buying them for a number of years because one year, Tim was looking for, she was looking for like a pot holder or something like, like she just needed one more. Yeah, and started opening up cabinets and drawers and finding boxes of candy cane Jojos that I had like hoarded, hoarded, stashed all
1: over our kitchen. Oh my gosh, that sounds like me with my diet Mountain Dew.
0: It was like probably a solid twelve boxes.
1: Oh, I love you.
0: Anyway, she's like, "You cannot buy this anymore. You have a problem." <laughs> And then she tried to make me give some away. And I was like, no, if I can't buy them anymore, I'm not going to give them away. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we were down to half a jar of chili onion crunch. The kids came over yesterday and we were having Asian tacos. So we desperately needed chili onion crunch. So we braved a trip to Trader Joe's and we're like, this is our only trip to Trader Joe's for the rest of the year. So yeah. buy what we need. And yep. guess what was already on the shelf? Yay! Yay. So how many boxes did you get? We got four. Okay very reasonable yeah very reasonable we got four boxes and one is almost already all gone because maddie our niece also is like she literally like every time i walked by i would take one and i'd like see her standing there like splitting open another one she like eats them like an oreo i literally just put the whole thing in my mouth got it i'm like like, minimal evidence on my lips and it's like just so like the balance is right. I like the balance of the peppermint and the and the chocolate cookie. And I'm not even a huge like mint chocolate person, right? I get you. My my
1: grandma used that's to eat awesome. Oreos. She'd put one like between her cheek and gum on one side of her mouth, and then one on the other. I don't oh know how she then God. actually ate it. I know that's hardcore. That is that's like, hardcore. That's like skills. She, she must always have had, had strong gums. She. <laughs> She always had so many cookies. She always had sandwich cookies. She would get the French vanilla ones. Like now Ooh. there's golden Oreos, but this was back before golden Oreos. Yeah, and the yeah. vanilla ones. I would always eat four at a time. And what I would do is they're little, Tiffany. They are little. They are little. They're little. You're and then I would make it a project. So I would like twist them, all, you know, twist all four. So I'd have are you one half of the
0: grandma's. Maybe French vanilla cookies in the blue bag, yeah,
1: mm, no, they they came in like an Oreo kind of bag,
0: or like, oh, that's not what I'm thinking of then,
1: yeah, no, these are like they're like sandwich creams, like French vanilla with like the vanilla cream in the mm-hmm.
0: middle.
1: So you I'd pop all the tops off so then I'd have one side with cream and one side without. So you eat the four cookies without the cream first, then you put the two together, so that now you have. Now you have two basically double stuffed cookies. Then you eat around the perimeter of the cookie.
0: Eating just on both the cookie? sides.
1: Yeah, just the cookie, but just like the outer edge where before you get to the cream. Okay. So like na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And uh-huh. then I do the other one. And so then you just have two cookies that are just a s sl- like a small piece of cookie with the double cream. And then I would eat that.
0: So then it was like a one to one cookie to cream ratio. It was a two to one, yeah, really. It was like double cream to like the two little wafer cookies. That's amazing. Science. That sounds awesome. I used to get the the grandma's brand. It was in our snack machine at school in the little blue bag, the mini vanilla cookie.
1: Oh, vanilla I know. You, okay. Now, yes. Very similar. I was thinking of the grandma's like, cause they also did like a chocolate chip, right? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. They had regular okay. cookies, but I always got the mini sandwich cookies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love vanilla. I mean, chocolate's fine, but I think I'm more of a, of a vanilla person than a chocolate person. But we can talk about this more next week when it's chocolate week.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. So, um
0: all right. Do we all have right, well, Do we have anything else?
1: I don't think so. Well, next week, next Thursday we tape on Thursday, so we'll have to figure out what day we're going to Oh yeah. Do this, I'll be in San Diego holiday.
0: You'll be cooking.
1: <laughs> and I'll <laughs> I'm going to be cooking a lot. And then I'm going to say, I'm not cooking. I'm not cooking until December. <laughs> exactly. So awesome. but I will be eating. So thank you, friends, for joining us. Thank you. We love you. Thanks for we listening. We love you. And you just keep eating too much.
0: All day long.
1: Yes. And happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy everything.
1: Bye. <laughs> Bye.